1: She will challenge your thinking and inspire your confidence to create a profitable, sustainable portrait business you love through continually refining and reworking your business. Let's do The Rework.
0: Welcome back to The Rework. Today's guest is Jeff Dachowski, Professional Photographer of America's incoming president and co-owner of Dachowski Photography, along with his wife, Carol. I think you're gonna get a lot out of this conversation. We talk about everything from the most common complaints that Jeff hears from photographers to creating relationships with our clients, starting those relationships outright to how to quote prices early and often. We have a section where we do some role play as far as quoting prices and talking about wall art with clients. And lastly, leaving you with the motivation to believe in yourself. The thing I love about Jeff and Carol is not only are they stellar human beings, but they run a great business and they've worked so hard to make that happen. And like us, they are all in 100% of their income to support their family, to put their kids through college comes from their portrait photography studio. So jump in and enjoy. Okay, we are so fortunate today to have Mr. Jeff Dachowski on the podcast with us, who is a wonderful and amazing portrait photographer from New Hampshire, and also coincidentally is the incoming president of Professional Photographers of America. But more than all of that, he is my friend and my comrade-in-arms when it comes to sales and all things I don't know. We always have to have like the meeting of the minds on sales on occasion, and travel buddy, and many more things besides. So, welcome, Jeff. Can you tell hey. us a little bit about yourself?
2: Thank you, Allison. And as most of you know, and she probably, are, I refer to Allison as ATJ in, in pretty much all things. <laughs> so if I'm like, listen, ATJ, you'll yes. know I'm actually talking about my dear friend Allison. Yeah. Uh, so thank you for having me. It's always great to see you and uh, and hear from you and. Love to hear about what's going on in your world and your success and all the students you're helping. I, I just think it's awesome.
0: Um, we have a I couple a, of students in common, which I think is I know, so think fun.
2: What's up, Cindy? You know, I know. Like which I love. Out. I
0: love when they quote you to me.
2: And you're like, yeah, I know, I know. I I yes. had that call with him last Friday. <laughs> yeah, you
0: know, know. Like, <laughs> it's awesome. So good. Yeah, it's it's really great, and I
2: love that. I love what uh, you're doing in in the um, in the industry. I mean, we. I love to see people getting better, doing better for themselves. It's not really about for me about getting better to just make money. It's about more times than not, it's about finding balance in your life so that there's a happiness and you're actually, the income is commensurate with the uh, emotional outpouring. That's all it is for me. Like it's just the income makes is an, there's an equal sign between income and emotional output. Right. And so like, and we see it all the time where we hear people vent about clients and I'm like, well, you're not charging enough because if you charge 10 times that amount, you wouldn't be venting. You'd say, well, I've got this real pain on the ass client, but they gave me 80 grand. So yeah. I'm not going to complain about it. I'm just going to do it. Right. And that's like the surefire sign that you're not yeah. charging enough.
0: I yeah. Mean, if you hate your clients, that's a surefire sign that something's wrong. Right. You're doing and something so, wrong.
2: And of course, there's anomalies, you know, where people are just outrageous, but there's also anomalies that people are the nicest person. Right. Ever. I, right?
0: we, I like those kind of anomalies. Vent. Those are we my never, favorite
2: you ever, kind. You ever see a Facebook post that says, Can I vent for a minute? <laughs> Clickety, click, click. So this client was really nice and they paid a lot. And I dropped my camera and I tripped over their kid. I burned them with scalding hot water and they were like, No problem, we'll cover it. So just had to vent. You know, like they want to stuff like that. Yeah. Always, uh, like I can't believe that my client read the thing, they signed the thing, they gave me a pint of blood, and they (laughs) still have questions. Don't they understand how awesome I
3: am? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Totally. Oh my gosh, that is so true. But that's a good jumping-off point, I think, because how when you're when we're talking about clients, that's such a fraught topic on you know any Facebook, any given Facebook group, any group of photographers sitting around talking about clients. There are very common complaints. What do you think they are?
2: The client didn't read.
0: Okay. So client didn't read.
2: I didn't read. That's actually, in my opinion, the crux of most things, which is to me, a fault of our industry. Like we have seen a lot of photographers and I'm not knocking anyone. I'm just saying there's a lot of photographers who really focus on the contract and the importance of the contract. And uh, our studio doesn't have any contracts because yep. we know whatever they read, whatever we send them, they won't read. Right. And I then would be functioning on the false assumption that there's an agreement, right? So I'm right. actually throwing up a barrier that I'm going to get pissed about that they didn't read and say, no, they weren't going to read. They signed and then they're shocked. So we right. took that responsibility. We put it on us to make sure that there was no issue about understanding about what things cost or what was to be expected. Because well, we're, we're responsible for it, right? Like it's on us. The onus is on us as yeah. business owners. And when we, we send that contract out that says all your studio policies, that abdicates all of that responsibility to that piece of paper. Yeah. And that's really unfair. Again, well, it's if, lazy.
0: If you it, want to do I it, I'm okay
2: with it, but don't complain about it because shocking, yeah. no one read it.
0: I think it's two things. I think it's chicken. I'm not gonna say the word that goes with that. Mm-hmm. I think it's chicken and I think it's lazy because what it for the most part, and I'm not talking about weddings here. Right. I think weddings do need right. a contract, but for portraits, when we're talking to portrait photographers on this podcast, it is not necessary. One, two. It is lazy in that you think that you can just put a bunch of rules and things in there, think that somebody's going to read it and that you've abdicated all responsibility and now they're just going to follow the rules. It's like, well, do you own Facebook? Do you own any software? Yeah, you've read all those rules and agreements. No, you haven't. You just click, 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 click until you can get to the thing to where you can use it. Nobody's reading Jack. Right. They don't care, and it's actually not really. It's not necessary, in my opinion, because anything that I really, really want them to know, I'm going to say to them verbally, or we're going to have that conversation in a consultation.
2: Agreed, and and I think that if you if there is legitimate concerns, legal concerns, if you will, about a variety of things, model releases or uses, there is some, but I think that can be addressed in person mm-hmm. with a piece of paper and a physical signature as opposed to clicking a box. You know, because that, that invites the conversation to explain, well, if you have a concern about me using your image because you're an NBA player, like let's have this conversation, which absolutely changes the dynamic of your relationship with your client, right? Right. And exactly. The EULAs that we all signed to get through, they could literally say we are giving over our house and we wouldn't even know it. I mean, it would be right. ridiculous, but we, we and so we don't put any stock or value into it. Right. right? And so I think that when people send out um, priceless without like, uh, you know, I, I want to say doctors without borders, but priceless without like perspective, it, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean anything, you know, like telling someone that an eight by 10 is 295 without holding a mounted canvas eight by 10 in their hand. It doesn't mean anything. It's, it's priceless without perspective. Like it doesn't make mm-hmm. any sense.
0: Yeah, that's true. It's dangerous. Well, it, it, well, it, 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 well it. when I think of, you think of another luxury experience or another luxury service, what you would compare that to. That would be like, you know, if an interior designer is going to send me like my sister, she has a very ironclad contract. Like mm-hmm. it's very, very detailed, but it does not go out on her CRM software and click, click, click. <laughs> like it's discussed in person and Gone over and explained very, very clearly because what she's doing is she's engaging this person for, with you know what the lead times are now is like a three-year process in many cases, sometimes four, in building this house starting from dirt and then this is how the money is going to be handled. This is how all of that's going to happen, and then we're going to walk you through the process all along the way. So that's a case where you absolutely would have to have a contract for portraits. Why do you not have one? And did you ever?
2: So we have a sheet of uh, an informational sheet that they fill out when they arrive. I mean, we already have all that information, right? Mm -hmm. But in the bottom of it, what it says ultimately is that their order, when they order, their order can't be changed. We give you rights to use these images and we actually uh, to, to publish them on social media. If we choose, use them in photographic competition and send them to a lab like to transfer them electronically and that you'll hold us harmless. And uh, some people haven't signed, they've signed some parts or crossed other parts out for various reasons. They don't want them on social media. No problem. Mm-hmm. And all that does is it creates us for when we're working with uh, our high school seniors, it makes sure one, that the spelling of the name is correct. Right. Like, cause I can now guarantee that Allison is a L L I S O N because your mom wrote that down. Yeah, right. right like it, it's the, or, or if it's A L Y S, the number nine O. Oh, yes, okay. the symbol then, for boron. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, like, so we, I guess it technically would be a contract, except for that there's no exchange of monetary goods. Contracts usually require an agreement plus an exchange of something, right? For mm-hmm. a contract to be enforceable. But it's basically just a, almost like a letter of cooperation. We're mm-hmm. going to do this for you. And we don't give them any guarantee ahead of time. And we also don't lock at our prices. We also don't try to make them understand that this might be a $2,000, $6,000, $15,000 experience. Again, that's on me. So we've never done contracts for weddings. We do, of course, or yeah. been to work where like I've done some work for some Hollywood folks that we had a more exclusive NDA type stuff sure. um, that I wasn't allowed, but that was, that's all for obvious reasons, right? Like so said, things that come up. But for portrait clients, like it's it's like, why would you sign a contract for um, a cobbler? I want right. you to make a pair of shoes. Well, before I make you these shoes, this is how we price things. This is what my history is. This yeah. is what we'll reach. Well, out. and
0: like the contract, it, like, if the cobbler was a photographer, with some of the contracts I've seen, it would be like, Please initial here that if you have bunions that make this shoe look like crap when you're wearing it, that it's not my fault. Please initial here that if your child barfs on the shoes, I'm not responsible. You know, it's kind of like this punitive It's like they've taken every bad experience they've ever had with a client and codified it into a contract. An initial here that you're not going to yell at me if your boobs look saggy and you're not going to yell at me if you've worn rugby stripes and your butt looks fat or your babies don't bring a sick kid. You know, there's just all the things that that happen, but you can, that doesn't need to be, in my opinion, I think it puts a huge speed bump and it kind of starts the relationship out negatively.
2: I totally agree. And and I just want to reiterate one, neither one of us are attorneys, and I can't talk to you about the effectiveness or, you know, whether it's how enforceable any particular contracts are. It's just how I think we both choose to do business. We don't need to create a legal document for you to sit in front of my camera. Like, exactly. I, like, that's all. That's all it is. It doesn't mean that there couldn't be examples or reasons why you wouldn't use a contract and a whole bunch of reasons. It's just, if you walk in for a headshot, you don't have to create a legal contract. Doesn't have to exist for you to sit down.
0: Okay. So. Under the category also of the client didn't reach. So if that's one of the biggest complaints that you're hearing. And you hear a magnitude more of what I hear because you are president of PPA. So you're hearing thousands and thousands of photographers all the time. Another, I think, thing that falls under that the client didn't read is I sent them my price list and they did not read it. And so it was obvious from the price list that if they bought five things, it was going to be X number of dollars or whatever. So do you send price lists? I don't. Okay. Neither do I. No,
2: we don't send price lists. We, we always quote ranges of prices. So I kind of look at like, if you were to get your Honda fixed, right. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, I'm bringing in my Honda. There's a noise. It goes clunk, clunk, clunk. And when, when I'm driving, right. It goes clunk, clunk, clunk. What do you think yeah. that is? I don't know. Here's our price
0: list. <laughs> yeah.
2: How on earth do you know whether it needs a transmission flush or a full engine replacement, or you've got a CD stuck in the CD player Mm -hmm. and that there's a price to every one of these. So I'm going to, I'm supposed to know by sending my Honda mechanic price list, I'm supposed to know by sending that, that they, that they are going to be able to read and discern what all of that means. That's just nuts. Like how can they know what that they want a 20 by 40 framed gallery wrap or they want an eight by 10 actually they're going to probably think they're going to buy just eight by tens right that's the most common image size we use in this in the u.s
0: that, well that's right? what everybody you know
2: that's a that big print in the wall that's an eight by 10 right no that's a 40 by 70 right <laughs> Not an eight by 10 like yeah. so you're you're again you're abdicating the the whole process onto the client to expect and understand that they would know what any of that means
0: Right. So that's your price list without perspective.
2: Yeah, precisely. Right. By the way, I coined that phrase on this podcast. I are priceless without perspective. So
0: That does happen here quite often. We kind of come up with things. I love it. So, (laughs) but I told, I absolutely agree. It's, uh, I use the comparison of uh, like a California closets or something like that. Like if you wanted to have closets, you know, custom closets done in your home, and you called up whatever company, California Closets or somebody like that and said, okay, how much is a closet? They would say, well, is it the primary bedroom? Is it going to have drawers? Is it going to have an island? Is it going to have, are you, is your husband a big guy? Or are you small people? You know, there's all these questions that have to happen. They could send us the price list of every single little You know, the the things that hold up the shelves and the drawers, pulls and and they can send you that price list and then labor is this much, but their whole value to the client is conceiving of how great your life could be with an amazing closet, all the pieces that need to be pulled from those price lists and how they're put together and then how much labor that's going to take and then giving you a final cost on that. But they might be able to say, well, most of our primary bedroom closets might be in that 10,000 and up range. And then for like a smaller closet, that's not a walk-in those started about 5,000. So then I know, okay, I've got seven closets in my house. My kids aren't getting jacked. They're going to have what came with the tract home. And then <laughs> let's just stick with mine. You know, so immediately that gives me enough to proceed It also gives me enough to know there's no way I could possibly spend $10,000 on a closet right now in my life. So I'm going to go to my handyman that lives next door and he's going to just help me. We're going to go down and DIY it out of Home Depot. But when I move to the house that does have a sexy closet and it's going to be amazing, I know who to go to or somebody's talking about that they want sexy closets. I know who to refer. Right.
2: And so that closet, that also is something I think you've just coined sexy closet.
0: Right. Everything's totally, but I think we don't think we get into this very into the granular because we know all the sizes, we know all the substrates, we know all of the different things. And so we can talk about that, but we, we assume our clients know that. So we're going to send them, here's all the sizes, here's all the things, but you haven't looked at their house. You don't know where these are going to hang. You have to take on that expertise in order to attract the clients that we want.
2: Right. And that conversation, that's the key to getting the client that you want is that conversation. I mean, yes, I could make something up, but I might call California closets. And in my head, it's $2,000 to, yes. to your illustration. Right. And I i might be like, well, $2,000, that sets a tone for the rest of the conversation. Right. Maybe $2,000 is an outrageous amount of money to me. And I'll, I would never spend, get anything more than a wire rack's at Home Depot, the rubber-made wire mm-hmm. rack, right? Sure. Put, the, put 66 holes in the wall to get it to be right. And there you are, right? That right. may be my idea of an organized closet. But the problem with that is that I find that you can easily get rid of the clients who say it's only $2,000. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Like the, the, There's as much of a chance of them saying only $2,000 as there is to say, it's
0: $2,000. Right. And they will never say, you'll never hear that it's only $2,000. What Because what that sounds like is, uh, this person doesn't know what they're doing. I'm not going to get the full service. I'm not going to get the guy that's going to come right. in and give me the sexy closet. I'm going to get the guy that's going to, that sounds like somebody Robert that's going to put 60 holes in my wall.
2: Right. And the thing is, the, the difference is, is that the only $2,000 is set in their head. The It's $2,000 is set out loud. Mm-hmm. On drastically affects your net worth and value as a photographer and a human when you only hear people say it's two thousand mm-hmm. dollars and that's a lot of money it yeah. makes you think that you're overcharging but your other clients who just don't say anything might be thinking i was planning on spending 10 mm-hmm. right like but that none of that happens when you're pricing without perspective none of that can happen because now they're reading a piece of paper and they're saying the same things in their head or out loud, whatever, but no one knows it. There's no reference point. There's no way to converse. There's no way to explain it. And in reality, what I see a lot of photographers do is they explain it away in all technical terms, right? Mm-hmm. We talk about this in print judging. When we, when we judge images, we, we want an image to go down. Generally speaking, we talk about the technical. If we want an image to go up, we talk about emotions. Rarely do we say, this is an amazing print. Look at that block. You know, like it's really black. Like, don't you think everyone, come on, this is an image excellence, right? But we do this all the time. As soon as someone pushes us back against price at all, which by the way is a totally natural and understandable and actually should be expected in your business model. But when we do they push back a little bit, we get we immediately move all it's, it's on Masonite. Did I mention that? Really, <laughs> well, what the hell is Masonite? Like is that who, who's Mr. Mason? Like, I don't understand what Mason is. It's
0: stripped. It's a stripped canvas. It's a
2: stripped canvas. So, well, in reality, as you've heard me say, the paper is free. Like that stuff that you spend at the lab, your lab bill, I know it can be a lot of money, but it's free. Like it doesn't even factor into the value of the portrait.
0: Right. That's not where the value is. The values and the the talent that created the image that is on that. So stop
2: trying to sell it at the point of pre-booking that you use. I don't know all wood frames. Your client yeah. doesn't under, even understand what that means. Right? Well, that's,
0: it's like Tim Walden puts it. He says, it's like everybody's talking about, photographers talking about spark plugs and engines rather than the feeling of being in a Ferrari.
2: Yeah, well, exactly. you know, or the, or the, and the sound then, that a BMW makes, right? Yeah. Like the the, the the sound is almost patentable. Like BMW's engines make that sound on purpose and they're all supposed to sound the same, right? Like mm-hmm. I mean, the bigger ones sound differently, but they, they want that sound. And okay. it doesn't sound like a Mercedes at all. Like mm-hmm. it just doesn't like it has that, that, that high. And in fact, every BMW commercial you listen to, you watch their engine is in the background.
0: Oh, really? Like, if you listen, if
2: you like are watching a BMW, you know, the ultimate driving machine, that's their, their. I think that might be their current tagline, but you hear the engine revving in the background. Like yeah. they're selling something different.
0: Yeah. And that's so that's cool. okay. Yeah. That's they're, cool. No, they're, but.
2: They're, sorry. Lot, no, lots no. to unpack.
0: No, it is. I know. I, I think. Because, you know, we and I get kind of excited and we go into lots of different... I I want to take
3: somebody,
0: I want to take our listeners on a little bit of a... I want them to have the experience of our conversation, but I want to take them a little bit on a journey. So when we're sending out that price list without the perspective, and there's a problem, okay? So how I see this as a problem is that with a minimizer client or somebody that's going to give you a hard time that's going to be incredibly price sensitive, that's going to want to boss you around, that contract or that price list becomes the point of like, this is what we're going to have the fight over. This is the, okay, well, I see that your 40 by 60 is X, but I really am only going to buy an 8 by 10 or whatever. They're looking for ways to just minimize the whole thing. And again, there's no perspective. There's no context. So you've started off already in the weeds of almost like the details of a contract rather than the big idea of, We are going to make this beautiful thing for your home. And you are going to have this amazing experience. And that whenever you look at those images, you're going to remember how great it was to be together as a family, how much you love each other, you know, all of those things. And then you're going to have that for generations. So we're losing that and getting down into the, this is what we are going to do. This is what we're not going to do. This is what you're not going to do. And then this is how much you're going to pay. And you better read every damn bit of this or I'm going to hate your guts. So how do you get away from that? How do you, if we're not going to send price list, and if we're not going to send a contract, then how do we start that relationship? What do we do? We already know what we think we shouldn't be doing or we don't want to do. What should we be doing?
2: Well, what we do, which is arguably... Should or shouldn't. I mean, everyone has their own different needs or, you know, we're, we only do photography, right? right? So it matters to us. Like my wife and I, uh, we're both master photographers, but we only do photography. You know, I mentor her sometimes, but I mean, I don't have another job. She doesn't have another job. So Right. So
0: your primary income, your, your 100% of your income comes from the sale of portrait photography. Exactly right. Yes, like we, same thing. Exactly. Yep. So
2: it's exactly. I, I just mentioned that because there is a bit of a difference. Some people don't need that sort of right. thing. So yeah. And same they with us,
0: have, Ivan and I yeah. are all in. Yeah, for You're sure. You're all in,
2: Right. Same thing. So the thing about what we do is if you were to call and say, I want to book a session, I'm obviously going to start immediately trying to create a relationship, something. I'm going to invite you to the studio, or I'll also say, I'm happy to come to your home. Mm-hmm. Um, either one, because I'm Somewhat geographical. I mean, people aren't calling me from South Carolina saying come to my home, although that service would be available. But, you know, it's easy to go to their home within an hour drive. I I don't mind. I think it's always worthwhile. So if a potential client invites me to their home, we'll go. I mean, gosh, it's the best thing ever. We'll take our own photos of their walls. We'll talk about all the different placements, look at the way the light falls in the house, all that stuff. And we'll actually tell them we're doing all that. So Mm -hmm. they know that that's a service, right? But so let's say you call and you and I want a family portrait. I'm going to try to create some report, try to find some commonality, learn Mm -hmm. about you so I can then actually contrast what's not common, right? Like it's nice to create commonality of like, oh yeah, I understand my son, my daughter went to that school or, but there's also like, oh, you did your son did a trip to Madrid. What was that like? Like, I want to like, I'm trying to create commonality and also expanding on what's not common. Right. Okay. So that we, yeah. between us to create rapport and find out why. The big question for me is always like, why why are you doing this? Why not? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the, it's heartbreaking. Well, yeah. my father is really sick. Or sometimes it's like sometimes I need to tell them why, or give them a good out like which is like, well, your son is a senior this year. It's a great time to mark that family portrait. Like, you know, kind of it's just rapport, right? Yeah. So, but I think then, I'm gonna
0: stop you there because I think that is, you know, I don't want you to gloss over that because I think that is huge. Sometimes we have to tell them why, because Mm -hmm. most of the time when they're calling, they just know they need an update
2: or they want, they want it, but they don't
0: want it. They don't really know why. And, and so some, some, you know, for us, the more mature family, it's usually the oldest kids launching. And this is our last family picture. Like that's a really common why or an older parents or something like that. But most of the time they don't. And so it's, that's part of our expertise because there is always a reason. And that's not a sales technique. That is true. There's always a reason.
2: Yeah, you, you're right. And I, I didn't mean to gloss over it because I kind of assumed everyone knows that. But in reality, it's kind of like, as I say that, not everyone does have, like you should have 10 or 12 wives ready to go, mm-hmm. right? like in your head. And, you know, you've heard me say this and it sounds callous and I don't say it much to, I mean, I've said it a bunch, but there's two times to make a family portrait now and when it's too late, right? Like, so yeah. let's choose now. Now, you yeah. can't really say that to a client who's telling you about their dying dad, right? Right. But you can say that to a client who says, I've been putting it off. I want to lose 10 pounds. I, yeah. you know, I really, I'm a big proponent of family portraits. I, I kind of joke, you know, all the time that there's two times to make a family portrait now when it's too late. And it makes them think now all of a sudden I've planted a seed for a potential why though. It's a terrible why. I don't want that to happen. I don't want it yeah. to be too late, but it actually makes them think a little bit about the fact that they need to leave a legacy.
0: Yeah, and the time is passing. A
2: legacy conversation, legacy well, is one of the best whys out there.
0: I love that. Well, and I think what two other points of what you're what you're saying, and I totally agree with this, is that you're creating that. So in establishing that relationship, you're looking for the common. So maybe you're both parents, maybe you both have girls, maybe like there's always going to be some way that you can intersect and have something in common. And then you're looking for the thing that is unique about that family, because that's something that's going to lead you toward concept or whatever. And then those two things together, that's where you can interpret that into a why for them. So yes, I have seven kids too. Yes. I realized that when our oldest went to college, we thought life would never be the same again. What's unique about your family is X which would be so cool with the concept of let's do why, you know, and then they can immediately see that. Now, the thing that's interesting about that is where are they going to, that is such a different experience than, okay, I'll meet you at the park on the 4th and I'm going to go ahead and send you my contract and my price list with no context, with no No conversation. This is not like nine hours. This is even if you don't go to their house. (laughs) <laughs> even if you don't make them, the a consultation, this is literally a conversation, human to human establishing a relationship. And that is where high-end services are sold in this way.
2: Yeah, I think high-end and actually I think that even mid-range to these days, like I know that we we, we book a lot of things online these days, right? We get, mm-hmm. you know, we a lot of things, hair, you get your hair done, but you already have a relationship. You would never book someone to touch your hair online. Yeah. You might book them after you know that you like
0: Carrie. Yeah. Well, or you might, you might book that, you might book the first conversation. Like you might go into a, like, that's how we do. We just put a Calendly link on our website where they can say, book a consultation and they can get on our calendar, but that allows them because it's 10 o'clock at night and their moms, that's the only time they're on their phone and they don't have a kid hanging off their body. So of course they're going to be able to quickly do that and schedule a time to talk to us. But then that conversation is either over the phone, zoom or in person.
2: Right. Oh, exactly. It's going to be personal. I mean we're we're not touching them like a, a hairstylist would, but we're touching them like in an emotional level, right? Like right. I mean not like in a positive way, but in a non-creepy way. I just something <laughs> really, really creepy. Uh no, me. it, I don't mean that in the
0: metaphorical sense. Yeah. Touching way. their heart.
2: But like we're they're letting us in, right? It's like they're right. really letting us close to them to see this inner circle of their family. And so that that the voice inflection, the gait, all the things that we do. speak is such a big part of creating rapport i mean like so you just said this and and i want to just break that down for a little bit it's going to be authentic right so for instance like you can't be like oh you're a mom okay cool yeah i'm a dad okay yeah you had babies yeah i had babies i mean i didn't have babies like i'm like (laughs) like, you you can't like try to fake it right like if there's no commonality there's no commonality that's okay Right. But it's a, it's, it's your first trying to create that rapport that there's something that we share. And yes. then the idea of finding out the unique, it feels nice to the client. Mm-hmm. Someone cares enough to dive a little bit deeper than how's the weather, right? Like mm-hmm. understanding the uniqueness of their family or that you heard what they say. I don't mean just repeating back, but like, like, I'll, you know, Oh, Oh, so your son's coming back from Madrid. Is he studying there? Or, no, no, he's doing a, a, you know, he's in the army and there he's an attaché the, that's awesome. I knew an attaché to, to Italy. Is he planning on moving around after he's done his tour in Madrid? Yeah, well, he met a girl there and he's going to, like, that's the sort of thing. That's a real story, but I can't make that up, right? No. Like, if I don't have anything else to say about that he's an attaché in Madrid, I don't have to go any further. But if I do have something, it makes people feel really heard. And that's so different than, I'll shoot your session, I'll meet you Saturday sign this contract.
0: Yeah. Or let's just talk about, let's talk about what background we're going to use and what clothes you're going to wear. I know they do want to talk about that. That's really the only thing they want to talk about is the clothes, but it doesn't really matter about the clothes in my opinion, Right. if you don't know who they are as people, I don't think you can get, I can't, I cannot get the expressions that I get and the emotion and the personality in those images without really talking to them and knowing who they are as people a little bit. Uh, That's at least, at least a little bit. And all of my, any of my employees that are trained to take that first phone call, they're taking notes on those kinds of things. Like we want to know, and you know, and now it's, it's a brave new world, right? We're getting a lot of like, obviously blended families. We have a lot of LGBTQ. We have a lot of kids that are transgender and the parents are trying to navigate that sort of situation. And so there are some really sensitive, hard things that families are dealing with and trying to navigate in positive ways, which in the past might have been navigated in not so positive ways. And we can actually help them do that.
2: Exactly. And it's actually a phrase we use. So let's say for instance, someone said to me, um, my son is on the spectrum. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you need to know that. And I would say, okay, thanks for letting me know. Like, how can we help make that experience great for them? Like, which is not the same thing as, well, what does that mean? Is it like getting like diving into trying to find all these, like, no, tell me, I understand. Like, I know a little bit about the spectrum. How can we help? What do we, what do I need to know to make that a, a better experience for him? And that's the sort of thing they're not used to hearing, right? Because they're right. saying, well, tell me what like if um, if it's a school district, they're saying, well, tell us what the, the learning plan is. Or right. like they're all it's all nuts and bolts. Well, I'm saying, tell me, does the room need to be dark? Are we looking for am I to speak quietly? Like right. Okay, like these are things like like a little the little bit I know about that. What do I need to do to make him comfortable?
0: Well, and, and if he's and-
2: comfortable, mom is gonna be crying.
0: Totally. Yeah. Everybody's not going to be burning it. It is amazing. Totally. And that brings me to the other point too, that is when we think about what we're selling, like you're saying, the paper is free. We shouldn't be talking about the nuts and bolts and stuff because people don't care, but where we can quote unquote, I'm using air quotes, sell ourselves. And I just, this is occurring to me as you're saying, this is for that very example, I have, as you know, I have two autistic children on the far spectrum. <laughs> We're not even like, yeah, they're, they're great. Anyway, but very involved. Okay. So when somebody says something like that to me, maybe they might not say my child's on the spectrum, but they might say, listen, I got this four-year-old and we ain't never had family pictures where he has not been completely losing his mind. And so that's where I can say, listen, I totally understand. I, if my subspecialty is naughty, I have I'll seven kids. And yeah, <laughs> and so my and my other tagline is I have seven kids, two of whom were autistic, five supposedly normal, and there's nothing your kids could dish out that I haven't beat a kid for. That I I, I can handle it. Like this is not going to be a problem. And so immediately they're kind of like, oh, okay, so she gets family, she gets kids that are complicated. So this is going to be okay. They don't totally know it until we actually do the session and they see me shrink in that kid. But that's one of the the selling points for me for our studio is that we are all moms. We all have a lot of kids, and a lot of us have like you know, Stacy's got, well, I think three ADHD kids. So does Jessica. You know, we all have stuff, so we understand when kids are going to be naughty, and that's a that's a huge selling point that has nothing to do with photography, has nothing Not to do with all. the camera, Did nothing you, to do with what it's printed to.
2: It's all about that Harry Beckwith thing about like selling the experience, right? Like. Mm-hmm. Because that's the experience. And I kind of joke with moms that when they get there, um, they get to the studio at four o'clock or nine o'clock on a Saturday morning. I'm like, okay, which one of you has cried already? And mom yeah. always raises her hand. You know, yeah. she's like, damn it, get ready. Like, you know that it's all on her, right? Yeah. And we tend to put a lot of emotional currency into making this as easy as we can for mom. Yeah, I mean, for I mean, sure. I know that it could be a dad, fair enough. But I mean, usually my contact is mom.
0: No, you know, well, yes, the but and
3: yeah, for me, it's the it.
0: dad because I want to make it easier for the mom and the dad is usually one being a total turd about the whole thing. Right. And so if I can jolly him along, then it really lowers her blood pressure. Uh, so no, I'll, say to the, I'll say to the dad, so have you just been counting how many sleeps it is till today?
3: Yeah, he's like almost kicking. Yeah, and that.
0: he's just like rolling his eyes. I'm like, so, you know, you spent $50,000 on clothes and listen to her be a complete maniac for like the last 30 days trying to figure this out. And he's like, seriously, I'm like, okay, we're going to get you in and out. It's going to be great, you know? And so just even acknowledging him, you can see him like lower... Oh the temperature a little bit, and then you can see the mom relax. So if you can get the naughtiest kid and the dad kind of roped in, yeah. then the mom is going to be like, Oh,
2: yeah. Yeah. Cause she, he's not giving her looks across the room anymore.
0: Right. Like, yeah. And if he I, does, if he does, I, I literally have gotten in the middle of that. I'm like, what are you looking at her? Yeah. Do, don't put that eyebrow down and go yeah. sit over there. My eyes go, are right here. Go get on your phone and make some more money. Cause you're going to need it and stay over there. You know, so for sure. But,
3: yeah,
2: you know, and thank, thank you. For, I'm sorry to interrupt, but thank you for yeah. saying that. Go get on your phone to make some more money. This is a, a one of the problems. And I don't mean to like hijack your. No, do it. Money. Go. Another thing I hear all the time is that people, photographers are afraid to talk about money. Right. The, the, like it's the first time they've ever even thought about this or heard about that they're going to have to talk about money to their clients. Right. We, we joke about it all the time, just like you do, because you know why it has to happen. Right. Like it, it, it's not, it's not about like, maybe they'll use our studio or client bathroom. Maybe not. Right. Who knows, but they're going to have to spend money. So can we stop pussyfooting around about it and just acknowledge that this costs money, whether it's 2000 or a thousand or whatever your price point is at? you know, your student studio, I'm not, I'm not saying it has to be 50,000 I'm saying, but the price is nothing to be ashamed of. Right. No, right. One, you walk into the supermarket into the piggly wiggly there. And you go, how much is a gallon of milk? And the guy stocking doesn't go, well, it's it's $289, but uh, but you don't understand. There's trucking. And there's like this cow is like a really great cow. We had
0: to talk to the cow. We had to to pet her flanks as we were pulling.
2: it says it's 1%, but we got an extra one and a quarter percent of fat <laughs> yeah. out of this milk, right? This is really excellent milk, and S- 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 Bessie is so nice, such a You're nice like- cow. <laughs> like they just go with 289 and then they go, well, do I get a discount if I buy four? No. Yeah. And you know, do you get discounts at the grocery store? I, I know, I know they're commodities, right? But that's yes. even worse of an argument when you Argue for your limitations, you get to keep them, right? Yep. And so that's an even worse argument. Well, they're, you know, well, a grocery store can give us a discount because they're it's the same thing. They're just making, no, like literally, the only people who want to buy your art are in them. Okay. So yep. why on earth would the word discount ever, ever cross your mind? Sorry, I'm ranting. See, yeah. Okay. I know. No, this I'm is sorry. good. We're going to, we're number sorry. two.
0: We're, I think this is just, no, this is point number two. So, point number one is complaining that clients don't read in the communication. Two is you got to get that relationship going. And this is three, which I think is you have to talk money early and often. Yeah. And that's something that you and I both believe and we do, but we do it in our own ways. Kind of similar though, because it's kind of jokey but we have a different way that we do it. So what does that look like for you? When you if you're talking money early enough, and often, when would you say is the first time that you bring it up and how are you bringing it up?
2: So let's say you and I are doing a portrait. We're let's say we're doing a phone consultation. I bring it up as a joke. Okay. Probably how you bring it up. You know, like I, I kind of run through a, 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 I used to have a checklist to make sure I talked about everything. Mm-hmm. Now that because I'm so conversational with people and I've gotten good at that, I don't even need a checklist anymore because I know I want to talk about their home, where it's hanging in their home, location for their scene, like the colors that fit in their home, stuff dress as in clothing. And then I say, oh, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about what's most important. Let's talk about money. <laughs> and they kind of laugh. I'm like, yeah, I know, I know, I know. Everyone thinks you are going to spend a hundred grand. No, it's not like a hundred grand, it's like 60, but um,
3: yeah. you know, <laughs> I kind
2: of joke about it, right? I'm like, no, no, really. I said, most families, you, know, you probably are going to want a couple of wall portraits for your home and some gift prints to give and maybe an album, that sort of thing. Just as enough, why you can expect to most families will spend anywhere from five thousand to twenty five thousand or fifty. Kind of just depends your your family. You, this is an extended family, you know. You, I'll put out numbers because I just kind of don't care if that's a shocking number to them. Like we hit those sales all the time, so why do I want to force a round peg? into my little triangle, right? Like that little game, as mm-hmm. kids, yeah. the red side, yes. blue side. Yeah. Why would I want to take a, an inquiry that's a round thing and squeeze it into the star? It's yeah. not fair to them. It's really painful. I mean, right. that's really like, it's yeah. awful for them. They have to then say, I can't afford it, which yeah. is a terrible thing to do to a human being, right? Yep. So if, if you know, I, I would mention if, if they're price sensitive, they're going to bring it up. If they're not price sensitive, I'm going to bring it up.
0: Okay, so Agreed. Can you say that one more time? Because I think that's a really If they're price
2: sensitive, they will bring it up. If they're Mm -hmm. not price sensitive, I will bring it up.
0: Okay. I'm now writing a note because that is absolutely true. Okay. I love this so much. So one of the most common requests I get in DMs that comment on the podcast is people want role play. And I don't, sometimes I don't really have people that will do that with me. Will you do it?
2: I'll do it. Of course. Okay. You you want me to be the photographer or me to the client? Let's
0: do both. So what I wanna do is let's do you are you and I'll be me.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> hold on. Let me get in the character. Just a second. Okay, hold on. Just a second. I need a
0: minute. I'll be the client. You be the photographer and then let's switch. So let's, okay. but let's talk about how, how do you talk about money? So we're on first phone call. We've already established relationship because okay. I don't want to minimize that. I want to make sure that that is underlined. We're establishing the relationship, but we're not going to bore people with that. We're going to just go straight to nuts and bolts. Cause that's really what they want. So, you know, that I've got seven kids, you know, I love my husband to distraction, you know, two of my kids are cuckoo, the rest of them are borderline. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and that that's going to be a lot of personality up in here and I want my house is big, I have high ceilings, and I've got to have something over my sofa that's and I need it needs to be big. Mm -hmm. You know, so my sofa is like, I have a huge sectional. So I'm thinking, I just want something big for that. But I love all of the like mom and the boys and dad and the girls and all the breakouts. Like I want to do that. Okay. So go.
2: All right. So, Alpha, I'm super excited. I know we we talked about clothing. Now, let me just run through it. So, to wrap things up in our head, we're going to do a session outdoors. And again, I'm making all this stuff. Yes. Yeah. So, we're going to do a session outdoors. Uh, You live on a lake. I think it's going to be great. We're going to, it's going to be, we're all set in the morning. The kids, I mean, they'll be what they are and we're going to have a great time. We're going to laugh. We'll, we'll laugh. We'll cry. It'll be much better than cats, you know, like, yes. <laughs> yeah, Yeah, that, that's a joke that only like 50 year olds know, but, um, that's who my clients are. So let's talk a little bit about, about how you're going to use the images, right? So I know that you said that this lake house has really tall, tall pieces here. Okay. And you've got a long horizontal so, far. so far. I'm thinking in my head, like I want, I, I think because you sent me a picture of the room. I think that an in, a piece that has a lot of impact when you turn the kitchen, when you turn from the kitchen, first, I love that if we use this wall, you're going to enjoy it on all your transitions through the house, from the left part of the bedrooms, across the living room, from the kitchen, when you're preparing meals and drinking wine and having fun with your family, you're also going to be able to see that portrait there. I love, that's my dream. Because it has impact from four directions in the living room, plus in the kitchen, and then the transitional time between rooms. I love that. I love it. it, I think it needs to be a longer, narrower print. And when I say narrow, I don't mean super narrow. I just mean we're photographing on a lake. And so I think that the the elongation of the shoreline is something I would like to replicate on the elongation of your sofa. You know, it's a five position, five pillow sofa, which tells me it's going to be wide. Right. And I want yep. it to break. Uh, I want it to be at least three pillows wide. You know, you've okay. got five section sectional. I want it to be to break that first and fifth pillow vision. Okay. So in my head, I'm thinking that's probably going to be somewhere around 80 inches long okay. and probably 50 inches tall. And so to give you an idea, so like, you know, just so you'll know for your, just for your own head, prints like that, depending on the surface that you choose, that fits your home and your style, um, start around 12 and go up a little bit depending. And and then of course there's some framing. And honestly, when we get together- So that's
0: 12,000?
2: Yeah. When we get together, I'm going to show you the variation, but the variation between a couple, from whether it's metal to- Canvas. I don't even want to talk to you about that on the phone because you need to feel it and touch it, right? But okay. it's not a big swing in cost, but it changes a little bit.
0: Okay. okay. So does that include the frame?
2: Uh, it, it might. It depends really on the on the application, but but that's twelve.
0: So starts at oh, twelve.
2: Yeah, and that but that's photographed and installed. Okay. So I, Carol, and I'll actually come and install it at the lake house for you.
0: Love it! You can spend the night. It'll be great.
2: Oh my god! Can I bring wine? You're a wine drinker, right? Yeah, I no. this. I shoot for this. Um, you have
0: to well, can bring diet coke.
2: I'll bring diet coke from this okay. special place in Italy that makes the best diet
0: it's coke. Awesome. <laughs> okay, so if I do that, if I do that big one, and then, but what about the smaller ones? Exactly. Um, yeah. Well,
2: thank, thank you for bringing it. Sorry, I get a little scattered. I get excited when yes. I talk about impact pieces in a house. Okay, so sorry, I digress. So we have a couple other, a couple other combinations we talked about. You and Ivan, and then all the boys, all the girls. And then you know, we, we're gonna, probably going to photograph them individually because you said that was really important that you mark their own characters now. And so you've got a couple walls. You've got three different wall spaces that we could look at. I'd like to walk them with you when we come for the session. and But we're going to photograph all these pieces. I think I love, personally love squares. Okay. So the, the one wall on the left that you showed me, I haven't measured it, but you kind of did the zoom walk through here with me, Uh, I think could fit four 16 inch squares would be really a nice grouping. One one of the things I love about both squares and groupings is that it can live in this foyer that you showed me for 16 or might be 20. uh, Don't hold me to 16 because I haven't measured, but. It might be sixteen, it might be twenty, but the the really cool thing is that when you make these four squares like this, they can be like their own square individually. Together, they also may fit really well between that living room and the bedroom. They can elongate. They can go four in a row, like you would see in a gallery. Mm-hmm. Or depending on you get that open staircase that brings you up to the loft. They also, when you do four squares, you can go like you can follow the the diagonal of the staircase up. And again, same same type of thing that sixteen uh, inch prints start at uh, 1200 and go up depending on the surface. I, I'm not trying to get you hung up on the price. I won't know which surface you like until you pick it really because there's a couple different choices.
0: Okay, so do you ever do just like, you can photograph it because I have like these really cute frames that I have on tables and around like in my bookcases and stuff like that. Can I just buy that?
2: Of course you can. So I kind of break in what we're doing for our session to like one of three things, right? One of three uses. You've got your impact pieces, which is above the couch. And there might be a second impact place, depending on how you feel about it, right? And then you've got your accent type pieces that kind of like just reminds you, like there might, maybe there's a little more personality in those pieces, the foyer or up the stairs or on the the walls, uh, walking to the bedrooms. Uh, And then of course, there's gift prints, which I, I call them gift prints, but they're smaller prints that you may, they're gifts to you, but they might become gifts to your kids later you know, Mm -hmm. where they might be on the wall, they might be on a bookshelf or eight by tens or five by sevens. Of course you can make those, but usually people kind of just add those in at the end. And again, they're meant to be gifted, whether to yourself or to your kids one day, your friends or family. And then a lot of times people also choose an album. And so that's another great way to keep that legacy the entire session. Because right now, if you're talking impact piece or gift prints or kind of secondary pieces, they're all collectively apart. But an album kind of brings that whole legacy of this session together in one space. You know, and so they're really, they serve three different things. And to be honest, not everyone loves gift prints and not everyone loves albums. Right. But as you know, like you saw what we did for Mandy's family, we're known for doing Waller. And that's why you call it. And so we pretty much, everyone does Waller. I mean, everyone does something. It may not be, you have an unusual situation, honestly, where you've got 80 inch of length. That's pretty mm-hmm. long but Mm -hmm. your house really needs it. But everyone does wall art.
0: Okay, so in that instance, if they're super price sensitive and you've just blown me out of the water, then with my clients, they're going to say, okay, well, you know what? I'm going to talk to my husband and then I'll call you back and then we'll never hear from him again. And that's okay. Right. Exactly. Or they might call back and say, can we, you know, maybe just get the digital files or, you know, something like that. But generally we don't even get that. I don't get, just because I think we're so branded and it's so obvious what we do. Okay. So there's a few things I, well, there's, I like that. I thought that was great. But I think the things that were really interesting when you're talking about the sight lines and where they're seeing that image from different parts of the room different parts of the home. And because as you were saying that I could picture myself in my lake house, which I would love to have actually. And I could see that big image from all those places and how you would feel about that when you were in that vacation home. I think that's really awesome. And yeah. then you just wove in those prices and it didn't, nothing felt scary. It was, but the number one thing takeaway from this that I want our listeners to, and this is even if you have to go back and re-listen to that part, when he started to quote prices, he didn't sound like, well, um, for it's going to be an 80 inch print, which is very large, and it's going to require two, a truck and three guys. And there was none of that. It was, and even I can see you on Zoom because we're doing a Zoom call. You're sitting back in your chair. You're very, your your body is very loose. It's just like, yeah, this is just what it is. It's like the milk is 289. It's a, it's not. There's no moral judgment. We're not freaking out about this. This is just what it is. And when you're like that, that's how your client receives it and feels it in their body.
2: Exactly. And that's why I say practice this, right? Mm -hmm. Because I mean, you and I, I mean, forgive me. I I assume that everyone on this who's listening has been listening to all our calls over the last 10 years, right? (laughs) (laughs) but because we, we've there's we could talk for hours about these things that make us more comfortable right but in reality like i encourage people to create a script and practice it so the first time you say something you choke it out like it's 12000 mm-hmm. you know and then the next you say it a couple more times and it, it kind of doesn't matter anymore right it's, It is what it is the, the the takeaway i love to i'd love for everyone listening to hear is that whether they value the person listening, Allison in this case, whether she thinks my print is worth 12,000 or not, has zero reflection on what my true value as an artist is. It's nothing, okay? Because that would be like saying that Maserati cares what the Kia buyer thinks. They don't. And it doesn't mean, and they're both, Vehicles.
0: It doesn't mean they think that they're idiots and they should be wiped right. from the face of the earth. It's just they're in a different business.
2: And Maserati isn't going online complaining about that a Kia driver came to them, which we as photographers do all the time. Mm-hmm. We, did, we we send out all this kind of crazy branding. We said we put digital files everywhere and then, then are shocked that people ask about digital files.
3: Mm-hmm. How, so I mean,
2: I typically try to only show images and frames. I'm not saying. My seniors are a different story, but my right. families, I love to show in frames, but we're, they're shocked. And I've, you've, we've talked about this before when you walk into Prada in New York city, the people behind the counter don't have a Facebook group complaining about the people. Who are- <laughs> yeah, okay.
0: no, exactly. That's why I said but, Prada, Prada isn't worried about old Navy's two-for-one t-shirts.
2: So. Yeah, not at all. And it doesn't mean that because there's a place for it. Right? right. And I'm not making judgment on if you're the old Navy of photographers there's money to be made. In fact, the people I know who have planes (laughs) are volume people, like you got to really get right down to it. Right. But we're talking about people, you and I are people who want to create work-life balance, want to make enough money so we can do the life we want to live and not photograph a thousand kids a day. Right. I mean, so it's just about,
0: we want a sustainable, smaller, just micro business. We
2: don't want 81, 81 staff members, but honestly, I'm not kidding. The people The photographers I know who own their own plane are volume people. So like- But we digress. Yeah, (laughs) there's nothing wrong with being the old Navy of photographers.
0: Right, but- I just wanna be
2: really clear about that. It's okay.
0: Totally, but the, the problem that I see, and I've said this in multiple episodes of this podcast, and I don't know if you agree with this, but I see, and this is particularly women giving the most beautiful imagery, gorgeous packaging, amazing service, like slaying themselves on the altar of beautiful portraiture for Old Navy prices. Mm-hmm. And no, that that's exactly is the problem.
2: That's so, right. I agree. And when I said, I don't mind if they're Old Navy, it's because Old Navy has systems. They, they have systems in place that the owner of Old Navy isn't out there on Saturday morning at eight o'clock all day. Selling, making
0: those t-shirts,
3: yeah,
2: exactly. Like so, there's systems in place that make it affordable. Or if we were to translate that to photography, there's maybe staff and there's a massive volume, and the staff, blah blah blah. That all works. In our cases, we, I know Ivan doesn't photograph, but sometimes Carol photographs. We are the artists, like we Mm -hmm. create the art, and so therefore we have to be in a model that's sustainable because our art is special. The only place you can buy images from me is me. It's like, you cannot get your photographs printed, my photographs printed anywhere else.
0: Exactly. Like we don't
2: sell, pho- we don't sell files, you know, right. maybe and, and, don't and, pay, but we don't sell files. Are they available? No.
0: Right. That's it. Right. Well, and it's interesting because recently we photographed a family and a big multi-gen and it was awesome. They're so great. Uh, but these guys are super funny. And then these, the brothers, a couple of them know my brother. So my brother owns an off-road vehicle company. He builds like custom sand rails and manufactures parts for these off-road vehicles and ships them all over the world. And so anyway, this this client, these sons, these guys are like, they were kind of, their hair was kind of blown back by what my pricing was on this whole situation. And so they, because they need my brother, you know, they're on the phone with him and they were like, I go to the family, our family gets together every other Sunday night. And so I'm at the family party and my brother, Doug says to me, he's like, well, and I've been on the phone about you this week. And I'm like, oh really? Well, do tell. And he's like, yeah, those XYZ brothers called. And they're like, man, your sister, holy crap, her prices. And he's like, yeah, well, What do you mean? And well, I mean, she's just gotta be making bank over there, like what she's charging. And he's like, well, yeah, but he's like, like, think about what you and I do. Like, I make a part, I design that part, I make that part, and then I make a thousand of them and I sell them to a thousand different people. She has to deal with your kids. She's got to make them happy, make you look good. It's like great, you have a great time. Didn't you have a great time? Oh yeah, no, we had totally a great time. Don't the pictures look amazing? Yeah, I mean, we've never looked better. Looks great. She can only sell those to you. So she's going to go through all that work to photograph all of you, make you look great, make it awesome, print it. And she's only ever selling that to you one time ever, ever, ever. And so he says, I, so I'm like about to cry. Cause I love my brother. So much. And oh I'm, my God. You, you see, you, me. Get it, you understand. <laughs> and so but I'm like, I don't think I've ever even been able to put it that way. And so then of course the, the brother, the client, my client is like, Well, yeah. I mean, no, 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 no. I didn't. I don't want to say that it wasn't worth it. I mean, yeah, it was totally awesome, but but dang, you know, but I loved that he could see that and put that in perspective. And I thought, you know what? I don't think even photographers realize that concept. I think that we're so in America reading books like the E-Myth, which is great by the way, but reading business books that are actually geared to Bigger companies that scale, that have volume, and they're not thinking about how a solopreneur or maybe one or two photographers could run a luxury service business. It's a it's a very different model. And where we get screwed up is when we mix those two, when we're giving luxury service for pennies, mm-hmm. or we're charging way too much for not enough service. You know, that that could go the other way too. But I think being aware of that. And kind of going back to the beginning of where we started this conversation is that it's taking that responsibility and guiding the whole thing. So we're not upset that the clients didn't read anything because we're not expecting them to read anything. We're going to bring up the policies. We're going to bring up what we do and what we don't do and paint the picture for them. We are going to quote the prices early and often. And most importantly, we're going to create that relationship with them.
2: Agreed 100%. You know I'll, the interesting thing that you were saying is that you've probably heard me say this, so I'll just repeat it here: is that people only buy my portraits because someone they love is in them. Like I said that yeah. earlier, but it's true. Like that, literally, you can only sell these images because someone they love, someone your client loves, is in them. So you can, I mean, we're not talking about you know these aren't newsworthy images or right. landscape images. I'm not talking about that genre. You're asking someone to create art around you and all the idiosyncrasies of your family life and the history and being able to speak naughty as a language and, you know, all the things that go with that, right? And you have to charge appropriately. And I'm not here to tell you what to charge. I just, gosh, I I get so hung up on photographers telling me that their lab charges 50 cents for five by seven. Therefore, if they sell it for two bucks, they're good. Yeah, You know, because PPA said it needs to be 25%. And I'm like, no, it's not 25% of your print costs. It's 25% of, is a maximum of, all your costs.
0: Yeah. The lab, labor the and supporting the business. And yeah. yeah, and that's
2: the box. The we box need to have, costs 3 bucks, the print costs 50 cents.
0: Yeah, we right. need to How have a that? We need to have a whole yeah, we could do a whole thing on that. So, as you're heading into your presidential year with PPA, what is encouragement or like the state of the industry? Like do you have any sweeping pronouncements or anything that you'd like to say to our listeners about either encouragement or like, how are you seeing the industry? How is PPA seeing the industry as well, far as the health and future?
2: I can't speak for PPA, right? Because I'm, okay. I'm a volunteer, so I can't. But I can tell you that, you know, over the last couple of years, PPA has done a lot of, they've, they've hired Nielsen. To give us uh, the information, I know you and I have talked at length about this, but there's actually so much information there to unpack. Like we could have a five-hour podcast, and we wouldn't be able to unpack it all. We back.
0: haven't had that conversation yet, and I want to. Oh, have we it. haven't. All right, no, we so need to.
2: It's really quite amazing, is that you know the this was 2020 prior to the pandemic. So understand that some data is out the window because life is out the window as we know it, right? Or sure. it was, but surprisingly enough that what, what PPA found through Nielsen was that people are actually left a lot of money on the table. That's one of the big things. They are, are expecting to buy prints. They're expecting that digitals are available, right, in general. But mm-hmm. they, they actually say in their data says, uh, I'm paraphrasing, forgive me, but yeah, they would have bought more had the photographer offered more. I mean, that is a punch in the face. I'm like, oh my God, I, I, I was working with a, a client yesterday, a mentor client, and I, I always kept referring to a price increase. I'm like, that's how you're going to pay for your staff. Like you want more time in your life. It's more important that you have more time off. Well, this price increase and this add-on package is going to pay for her. Like that's how you, because that's the only currency you're worried about right this minute, right? Like the dollars don't make any sense, but I'm like, you're going to do this because you need to pay for her. Like this, mm-hmm. she was worried about paying for her staff member. I'm like, Got it. that's her whole concern right this minute. Right. Right. Like I could say, well, that's going to add $300 to your sale. That's a currency that she doesn't understand right now. Yeah. She wants someone to come do some work for her. And she's worried about being able to pay for it. And so I'm not hammering. So my, my encouragement actually is that one of the things that, that 2020 gave us was people understanding the value of family a little bit more.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Or they spend more time at home and they, they saw the craziness of their family and their kids and they've done a million zoom meetings and sometimes in their underwear and sometimes suit up top and and mouse underwear below and that's all good but they've spent time in their home and they've actually one of the most encouraging stats i've seen is how much they've spent on their home which is why i mean carrie is doing so great i we've talked about how carrie's carrie's attitude in 2020 changed my life but that's another podcast i think i've told carrie about that but the thing is People spend money on their home and that's why your portraits needs to live. When I say this slow, your portraits need to live in the decor and furniture budget of your home, not in the portrait budget because no one has any portrait budget. But if they buy an end table, it's 900 bucks and a couch of $3,000 and all these certain things or 10 or or whatever, the rug is $2,000. Why on earth wouldn't a print be a print of your family be more? Why yeah. wouldn't that piece of art that was only created? Well, if it was a rug that, that someone in Persia wove just for you, sorry, as a Persian rug, I know Persia's yeah. not a place. I'm, yeah. I'm not ignorant. I'm just saying that, like, you know, if someone makes you a Persian rug handmade for you,
0: yeah. wouldn't, it's $250,000. Would you expect it yeah,
2: really. to cost more, you know, as opposed to the one, yeah. that the faux Persian rug over and, at uh, a Yeah, sense? an <laughs> antique
0: Persian rug, depending on size, was usually 100 to 250 for sure, easily.
2: So, uh, that, that's the thing is like, I'm telling you that there's people out there who want your service and there are people there's a lot of people that people are working on their homes. People are working on the quality of their life and portraits. If you believe that that adds the quality of life and you can sell that in your heart, and in your actions, in your community, people will come to you. There's a market for it and people want
3: prints.
0: They do. And I mean, our business has just exploded over the last year and a half and we have always geared all of our efforts, uh, we, how we, who we speak to on social media, everything that we do is geared toward people that love their family and love, love their home and love to spend money on their home. And so those are the two core qualities of our ideal client. And those people have only just loved their home more and want to make it better and love their family more. But the thing that I think is so encouraging that I hope is encouraging for those that are listening is that, you know, you and Carol, your entire, you put those girls through college, you're driving, you know, your cars and roof over your head and all of those things with portraits and yeah. the same with us and, and that it is possible. It's not a fluke. It's not an aberration that there are people that you've never heard of that are doing really, really well and creating uh, lives that they love from a portrait photography business. And that's something that anybody listening to this podcast can do as well.
2: I'm so excited to see it. I'll, I'll leave you with that. Every one of those people believe they can do it. Yeah. Like that's one of the missing links, right? Like, is that you've heard me say, don't take advice from someone who isn't where you want to be, right? That, that means your friends or family, you know? So when, you're, when your friends tell you, no one will ever pay that, what they're saying is, I will never pay that. Mm-hmm. They can only speak for themselves, right? So. You need to believe you're worth it. And I believe you're worth it. I don't even know who's listening, but I believe you're worth it because the only place I can buy your portraits from you. It's from you, sure. The only place. You're not a commodity.
0: And if you find yourself that you're in some of those Facebook groups and it's pulling you down a rabbit hole, maybe you need to get out of there. And also rather than every time something new comes up, the first thought is that would never work in my area. I could never, my clients would never is to interrupt that maybe for 2022, this could be your goal is how can I, how could I? If it was going to be me, how could I do it? Because it is possible and there's nothing more valuable. I just think there's so much meaning and value in what we do. And I think it's such a great business to be in and a great way to spend your life.
2: I love it. I'm going to, I'll close them. I feel like the music playing in. Right. Right. (laughs) Totally. I'll close with just a quick about
3: about Allison and
2: I we were standing, I'll never forget this. I've had a lot of, a lot of phone conversations on, we only talk on Friday nights. I swear there's something about, yeah. it's a true story. We only talk on Friday nights, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's two or three hours of a straight, I'm like, okay, well, you're still having ready for dinner. I'm ready for bed. Like, cause it's a three hour <laughs> time right. so difference. But um, I remember standing, she and I were on a trip with our, one of our groups. And um, it was on the Mediterranean and in, in Italy. And I kind of got choked up and I turned to Allison and I said, I'm not supposed to be here. Like I was the house I was raised in, the the the, tra- the trajectory of my life, the business acumen that I was born with. I'm not supposed to be here. Like this isn't what I'm supposed to be. In. And Allison turned to me and she said, "You know, none of us were like none of us standing in that circle. We all had similar things. None of us were born into a successful studio where we had a deep history where someone had paved the way. Every one of us overcame colossal amounts of fear." and self-doubt to get to the point where we could pay ourselves to be photographers. And I want to encourage all of you that that's you, like that can be you. It's not impossible. You just have to get out of your own way of fear and, yeah. and allow yourself to say, I'm, I'm good at what I do. I do good things for people. Yeah, and I should be compensated for that time.
0: It's valuable.
2: It's valuable. It means everything. Yeah, you know, I, I once had an attorney, and I'm sorry, I got all these anecdotes. He said, "Oh, I've got that camera." You know, it was, uh,
3: yeah.
2: and I said, "Oh, I've got a legal pad at home."
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and he said, "That's a great point. I'll stop talking now. I'm like, "Yeah, get over there by the get over there. Oh my as, gosh. As family portrait." You know, like people think it's this, and we know it's not. We know it's not technical. It's all about relationships and love and being
0: totally and before we start crying, uh, yes, I, I crying
2: you crying we
0: have to end it on a snarky note okay so With the, with your attorney thing, I had a, I had a physician call me one time and he's like, okay, so I need you to come shoot our family in the desert on Christmas Eve. I mean, obviously this is a man because like no woman would ever ask another woman to do that. Yeah. That was so stupid. Anyways, like, so I need you to come and, you know, photograph our family in the desert on Christmas Eve. I'm like, you know, you haven't obviously looked at my website and I'm going to need to get the digital files. And I said, well, you know, we specialize in wall art, you know, I'm kind of telling him the whole thing. And anyway, come to find out he's an oncologist. And so he's really banging me on the digital files thing. Like, why are you not getting that? And I'm like, okay, well, let me just break this down for you. I'm like, why don't I just come to you and you just give me the bag of chemo and then I'll just go home and do it myself. Yeah. And then I'll just call you. And then you just charge me for the bag of chemo. And he started to laugh. And he's like, actually, it's probably not a bad idea. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, anyway, but he's like, all right, fine, I get your point. You know, but sometimes you do have to just break it down.
2: Snark. I love it. That's a language. You're, 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 um,
0: my love language is snarky. In,
2: fluid, my love language is bacon, but um, you're fluent and <laughs> snark, sarcasm, and English.
0: Yes. Well, yes. And not everybody can speak that way, you know, and that's not their brand either, you know? Like your brand is like, you're this big teddy bear. You're so cute. And Carol is like, I mean, you're married to like the soul of
2: the sweetest girl.
0: on the earth carol and ivan really should have gotten married because then they would have had a like really happy life but you and i would have like been the dog and the calico cat and would have (laughs) killed each other but so you you need the yin and the yang so i get that but you know you got to go with your brand and what's true to you and just not be afraid to just speak into the world this is who i am this is what i do this is how we do it and this is what it's worth and just let the chips fall where they may
3: yep only
0: only then does the magic start to happen. So I'm so glad that you guys are doing well and that the girls are doing well. And I appreciate you being here today. Can you tell our listeners where they can find you?
2: Uh, so if you want to see our work, uh, you can see it at uh, com. You can follow me at an uh, Instagram, dachowski underscore photography. You can email me if you've got questions at jeff at com. Uh, I will be at a bunch of PPA affiliates this year. So if you see that I'm there, please stop in and, and say that Allison said hello, or that I heard you talking on the ATJ podcast, and I'll know you're one of the 60,000 people. Of right, one today. for the
0: 60 people.
2: This, hey, you know what? You don't, Allison. you don't have to change 60,000 lives. <laughs> so if you change 60 families' lives with your information, that's legacy. Totally. That's legacy.
0: I agree. Okay, Dachowski is D-A-C-H-O-W-S-K-I. Just in case you didn't understand that New Hampshire yeah, accent. It's a, yeah,
2: it's a funny Canadian New Hampshire accent. I yeah,
0: I don't know what your accent is. Yeah, <laughs> anyway. yeah. I, but I love it and I love you and I appreciate you being here. Love you too. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You betcha. Do you know someone who would really benefit from this episode of The Rework? Maybe a fellow photographer who's in the trenches with you and always looking to level up their biz. Or perhaps you have a friend who is struggling to make their business work. I would be so grateful if you would share this episode with them. All you have to do is head to the platform where you are listening, click the share icon and text it or email it to the person that you think could need it most. Thank you so much for doing that. And while you're there, if you have a chance and can give us a review, it would mean the world. We are a micro tiny podcast and we're trying to get the word out to as many portrait photographers as possible to help them build better businesses and better lives for their family. And if you would help us do that, it would mean the world. Thank you so much. And we'll see you next time on The Rework.